Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tide Pod for the first episode of season six. This year, we are bringing a combination of new and returning hosts and production members, and we're so excited for a great season. Today, we're discussing an important and controversial topic at RM: the use of ChatGPT and generative AI at school. This year, RM teachers and administration established new rules strictly prohibiting the use of ChatGPT and generative AI for academic purposes or in the classroom. This is in response to the number of cases of use that teachers found last year. To gain more insights about what this looks like in the classrooms and what teachers think, contributor Lincoln Reed spoke with Miss Eleanor Simpson, an English teacher. Is so in terms of generative AI, is that mentioned anywhere in your syllabus? Yeah, um, it is, and it's a new addition this year to the syllabus. It gets a mention in the academic honesty and integrity section of the syllabus. Um, it doesn't really change the concept behind that principle, right? We're asking students to do their work. So it, it just acknowledges now in the, the syllabus language, acknowledges that using generative AI is another avenue to not do your work. So I think that we switched over our language from saying someone else's ideas to saying ideas that you did not make yourself or come up with yourself, including the use of generative AI. So sort of adapting that existing policy pretty much. Precisely. Absolutely. Um, do you feel like generative AI at all affects how students approach their writing? That's a great question. And the honest answer is I've, I personally don't really know how it has changed the way students approach writing. It certainly has changed the way I am approaching teaching writing. Um, for example, in sort of like the basement level of what I have modified, um, I'm using a lot more paper assignments. I'm a bit old fashioned in the belief that, you know, handwriting or, or hand brainstorming, if you will, actually improves thinking because there is a connection between what your pencil or pen is doing and what you're thinking about. But in addition to that, it allows me to have a level of confidence that a student's ideas are theirs and they have at least thought about every single thing that they wrote on the page. Um, another change that I have made uh, is to increase the frequency of writing conferences with students. So this is, I think, a great change that has come out of um, the existence of generative AI because it gives me an opportunity to see students' ideas developing over the course of their writing process um, and allows me to get feedback much more quickly because you know I'm having a conversation with the student um, and it, it really gets into teaching the skills better, right? So that's a great change. Um, in terms of like worrying about students using AI, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. To what extent is this really any different from traditional cheating, right? It's a different tool, but it's the same basic idea. I think students understand that the work, or at least they understand that in theory, the work we're asking them to do is for their benefit. And so finding ways out of doing that work is just cheating, period. Um, and I wonder, like, do we need to be having more conversations with students? Does using generative AI just feel easier? Does it feel more like you are doing something? Because certainly you have to prompt it. Um, 
And that's something that is kind of an art in and of itself. So it's kind of the analogy that I've drawn is to a calculator. There's nothing inherently wrong with a calculator, but you still need to be able to do math. Like if you don't understand that three times seven is seven three times, that's gonna be to your detriment long-term. That makes a lot of sense. Like definitely you're, you're saying, to my understanding, is you're sort of approaching it more as like a tool, but they still need to have those skills independently from that tool. Right. Yeah, I think that that's a, a great way to, to, to state that. And, you know, the question becomes, when is it appropriate to use this tool? And I would argue, really, it's after the students have achieved the skill we're trying to teach that it could replace, right? Until they've achieved that, they shouldn't be using it. For sure. Um, with the accessibility of generative AI these days, uh, have you needed to adapt your teaching or any of the tools that you use uh, in the classroom? Yeah, I really haven't brought, I mean, beyond what I uh, talked about with pap more paper assignments and more writing conferences, I haven't really brought in new tools. Um, I know, you know, MCPS used to have access to turnitin.com uh, and they, you know, which was a plagiarism checker, um, and they haven't replaced that tool, um, and there are not, to my mind, reliable tools that can detect generative AI, um, so there's not like an additional tool that I've brought in to the classroom. Gotcha. Um, and then is there anything that I didn't ask you that you'd like to talk about? I think, you know, you just you know, made me think about the, the role of AI in the classroom. And to, to my mind, it could potentially be used as kind of a bar for students to see. Like you need to be better than this or the computer will be able to do your job. And that's especially valuable when we think about the fact that ChatGPT, generative AI, can pass a lot of the sort of licensing and credentialing exams that we've often thought of as really, really difficult, like the bar exam, for example. Um, but it can't pass the AP language exam because it can't analyze and it can't really generate original arguments. So helping students to see where it is inadequate and how they can be better than it, I think makes their ability something they can take pride in and feel empowered by and walk away knowing like AI is not going to change the world in a devastating way as long as you push yourself to be better than it for sure it makes a lot of sense like you know you have this bar of like okay here's here's where the technology is at and then here are the skills that essentially you can learn that it can't even do itself right right cool which really means like ultimately we should be continuing to iterate on our teaching right that's what needs to change. We need to make sure that students understand what AI can do and what it can't do, and also what they lose when they rely on it just because it's easy. Like, I think a conversation that students should be more included in is understanding the development of their brains, the way in which their active participation in learning changes their neural structures. And so when they don't actively participate, when they find ways around doing the work, they're cheating themselves. They're not cheating their teacher. So thinking about how we can shift the framework of school, of grading, of tr teaching would be a valuable way to use this moment to do something that would benefit students in the long run. For sure.
I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our first episode of Season 6. Stay tuned for more and follow at RMTidePod on Instagram for more news and podcasting opportunities. This episode of the Tide Pod was hosted and written by Uma Patnaik, Lincoln Reed, and Jordan Johnson. Publicity and outreach by Lincoln Reed. Graphic by Valerie Wang. Music courtesy of Corrigan Peters. Produced and edited by Uma Patnaik.